Hello, everybody, and welcome to What the Health, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. I'm Lena Lahire, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, best-selling author, and psychology student at the University of Calgary. I'll be discussing topics that range from nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and everything in between so you can feel confident in how to move towards better health physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's get into our topic for the day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. Happy New Year. It is the year 2020. Can you believe that? I remember being a little girl and watching like the Jetsons and thinking that the 2000s we were going to be on hovercrafts and wearing metallic jumpsuits and well some people wear metallic jumpsuits but I don't know about the hovercraft metallic jumpsuit phenomenon but 2020 does not necessarily look like the Jetsons no it does not but here we are in 2020 and with the new year always comes new year's resolutions a lot of the time, these New Year's resolutions are focused around health, which brings up this topic of good health. What is good health and what does it mean to be healthy? That's what this episode is all about, this concept of quote unquote good health. Now, what does it mean to be healthy? While health is multifaceted, it can mean different things to different people. It's not a constant. It's always changing. We can look at health on multiple levels, but on a a purely physical level, our health can look like our blood work. So if you have blood work that comes back and everything is normal, and I say normal in air quotes, or our bodies are functioning the way that they're meant to function, that could be one aspect of health. Another aspect of health is the food that we eat and our digestion and how well that's working. That's another aspect of health. Another aspect could be how emotionally stable we are, how content we feel, how at peace and and emotionally well. That's another aspect of health. So This concept of health is constantly changing and moving and evolving, and it means different things to different people. So I wanted to unpack this concept of good health a little bit more and see where there may be areas in your life where you would want to be more healthy. Now, one thing that comes up in client sessions, and I have to I'd have to say it has probably come up in about 95% of all the clients I have ever seen is this notion of wanting to feel good, to feel healthy. Now, there's a difference between being healthy on a physical level, like going to the doctor, getting a physical exam, all your blood work checks out, all your hormone levels are normal, Everything is quote unquote normal. There's a difference between that and feeling healthy. Because even if 
everything looks normal on paper, we could still feel unwell or not feel our best. So this concept of health is not just what's going on in our body, but it's also about what's going on in our mind and how well we feel. So like health I've talked about before, there are three aspects of health that I want to focus on. There's the physical aspect of health, the emotional or mental aspect of health, and also the spiritual side of being healthy. On a physical level, of course, we can look at how our body functions, the food that we eat, and how much exercise we get. There are so many different other areas, but let's just focus on on the basics right now. What really matters to people most when they're thinking about how can I be my healthiest self? So when I say a body that functions well, I mean, do you have pain? Are you fatigued? How is your digestion? How is your energy? How does your body physically feel? This can be a sign of feeling good or feeling healthy. If everything comes out normal when you go to the doctor, but you still feel lethargic and low energy, maybe your digestion is off, but everything looks normal, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are healthy. And this is where there's a lot of gray area and where hmm, being a detective for yourself is really the best strategy. Now, this isn't to say that you shouldn't seek the help of your physician. You should always get medical guidance, first and foremost, but don't underestimate the power that is within you. Our bodies are trying to relay information to us all the time in various ways. And at the end of the day, your doctor can only tell you so much. They aren't living with your symptoms. They don't know what's going on in your mind. They don't know how well you sleep each night how well you go to the bathroom every day. Like they can only go by the information that you tell them. And in order for them to be able to help you, you need to be able to know that information that's coming in and to be self-aware. So that's one of the biggest parts of health that I want people that I meet to engage in is that self-awareness and that active participation in your own health. And that's going to make a huge difference because our health and our conditions change all the time from year to year. The older we get, things come up, different seasons of our life, and we need to have that self-awareness. So how does your body really feel and do you feel healthy? And what are the ways that you can aid in better health or that better feeling of health on a physical level. Now, of course, the two main components of physical health are exercise and the food that we eat. And these are so important. They're not the only aspects of health, of course. 
if you know me, you, you know that I believe and I know that diet and exercise are only one part of the story, but they are a part of the story and they do matter. It's not just about the food that we eat per se, but it's also about our relationship with food that makes a huge difference and an impact on our health. But let's start first with the food that you're eating. Now, in order to be healthy on a physical level, our body needs nutrients. It needs to eat. If you don't eat, you will die. So you do need food to be healthy. Regardless of what food that is, you need to feed yourself or eventually you will die. What food you feed yourself matters. You don't have to think about food in terms of nutrients and become obsessive about it, but you do need to be aware that some foods are more nutritious than others. And when we eat foods for a long period of time that are very low in nutrient value, then our bodies aren't going to perform well. We are like high quality sports cars. Your body is a Ferrari and that Ferrari needs premium fuel. It doesn't mean that you need to buy organic or go crazy at the health food store and spend thousands of dollars every month on groceries, but you need to feed yourself well. You need to eat lots of vegetables, lots of plants, lots of color, and really everything else. You don't need to be so strict, but you do need to be conscious of the food that you're putting in your mouth. If you're eating a lot of processed foods, a lot of foods that are high in fat, sugar, and salt in that combination, then your body is not going to run as optimally as it would as if you were feeding yourself whole plant-based foods predominantly, high quality sources of protein, and making sure that you're getting a lot of fiber, water, and just overall high nutrients. This is on a very physical level. This does not take into account the relationship that you have with food. That's a whole nother level and we'll we'll touch on that marginally today. But just know that in order to have a healthy body, you need to feed it healthy food. And that healthy food is going to look different for everyone. And people's bodies react differently to different foods. So a seemingly healthy food might not work for you. Dairy, for example. Dairy is a healthy food. There's lots of health benefits to eating dairy, but some people don't tolerate it. Well, then dairy probably isn't the healthiest for you. Broccoli. Broccoli is a very healthy food. Some people don't tolerate eating broccoli that well. For them, broccoli is not healthy. It's not doing them well. This brings us back to that self-awareness. How do you feel after you eat certain foods, after you eat certain meals? You should have energy. You shouldn't feel bloated and gassy and in pain or discomfort. If you do, then you've eaten something that your body doesn't like. If you're eating a lot of processed food, 
that can be kind of hard to pin down because there's a lot of different ingredients that go into making those foods. So if you do have digestive issues, it's important to make, I don't like to even say mental notes, like write it down. If you have a lot of symptoms, write down your symptoms after you're done eating a meal and see where your possible trigger foods could be. And if you feel really low in energy, or like I said, in pain or discomfort, then you're eating something that's not making you feel good and that's not gonna make you feel healthy. We feel healthy when we have energy, when our digestion is working, when we're not bloated, when we're not gassy. Like life is pretty good. It doesn't take too much for us to be happy and feel healthy. We just like don't wanna be bloated. I don't know about you, but that's me. Like if I've gone to the bathroom properly in the morning, don't know if this is TMI, gone to the bathroom properly in the morning, I feel good, I'm not bloated. Like. I generally don't need much more than that to be happy. <laughs> I'm a pretty I'm pretty easy to please and I think most people are. I just want to sleep well and have good digestion. Is that so much to ask for? I don't think so. The other side of physical health is movement. And I like to use movement and exercise, but you know, focusing on movement a little bit more because a lot of people have such a broken relationship with the word exercise and working out in gyms, it's become really tainted for a lot of people. Not just people who have a hard time incorporating exercise, but for a lot of people that have become obsessive and neurotic about exercise. So I do like to use the word movement, but I do love exercise as well. I think we just need to have a healthier relationship with that word. But we need to move. We need to move in order to be healthy. There are so many health benefits to exercise that I could go on forever. I mean, the older we get, the more we need to move. Our joints need to move in order to be healthy. There's synovial fluid around our joints. That increases when we exercise. That fluid keeps our joints healthy and cushioned. If we stop moving, our body starts to regress. So movement is so important. It doesn't have to be big. It just has to be consistent. I used to have an extremely unhealthy relationship with exercise. I was addicted to exercise. I used it for the wrong reasons. I used exercise to run away from my problems or to feel like I had some control in my life and I also used it to punish myself if I'm being honest exercise I had a very contentious relationship with exercise but I also understood its value because it made me feel good and I I always want to feel good and like I'm doing good by my body And movement is one of those components that every single human being walking on planet Earth Earth needs to engage in, whether that's going for a walk every day or going to the gym and weightlifting or doing Pilates or cycling or swimming or dancing or playing a sport or playing with your kids, whatever the case may be, movement is an essential part of a healthy body and your body will feel healthier when you're moving. The more we sit 
and stay sedentary, the more we feel those aches and pains and the more those aches and pains come up because of that lack of movement. So that's another area where people feel really unhealthy. It's because they're not moving enough and they start to feel stiff and they start to feel those cracks and aches and pains and they just don't go away. And let me tell you, the older you get, it's going to get harder and harder. If you look at people that have really long lives, the longevity is there, uh, and what they do for their practices, they walk. They walk a lot. Walking is one of those secret powers that each of us has. And the more we do it, man, the benefits are so wonderful from physical benefits to mental and emotional benefits as well. Walking is wonderful and it's highly underestimated because of of this thought that it doesn't burn the calories that other exercise does. Like, forget about calories. Don't worry about that. Don't ever worry about calories again. Just focus on moving your body in ways that feel good consistently every day and eating foods that make your body feel good that are high in nutrients and everything kind of just falls into place. You don't need to be obsessive about it. It's not going to help you to be obsessive about it. It's not going to help you to track calories or macronutrients and all of that. It just fades away. It's not long lasting. And the more you engage in it, the more of a slave that you become to it and the more unhappy you be, you're going to be. And that happiness is also translated into us feeling better. So when we have that freedom to move in ways that we want and to eat the foods that we want, we can feel a lot healthier, even if we're not smashing it out at the gym and burning the most calories, or maybe we're not eating the most nutrient-dense meals for every single meal. We can still feel healthy because we have that freedom. That's kind of a good segue into this next aspect of health that I want to talk about, and that's our emotional and mental health. Now, I mentioned in the beginning that majority of my clients, when I ask them what their goals are, it's for them to feel healthy, for them to feel good. The concept of feeling healthy suggests that health is also in our mind, not just in our physical body. And in order to be healthy, we need to have a healthy mind. And a healthy mind like this, there is so many different aspects to having a healthy mind. But in the realm of nutrition and fitness, it's it really comes back to our relationship with our body, to our relationship with food, to our relationship with exercise, and to our relationship with our life. And if we don't have a good relationship with our body, if our relationship with our body is full of contention and pain and heartache and apprehension, that pain is going to translate into our physical body. And it's going to translate into our mind of not feeling well. And we could be doing everything, quote unquote, right. And we could even look, quote unquote, perfect. 
but we could still really hate what we see and be struggling emotionally and mentally with the person staring back at us if we have that broken relationship with our body. And that broken relationship with our body comes from so many different things, from so many different areas, so many different words spoken to us, past hurts that we haven't let go of. And until we go on that journey and start to unpack some of that pain and resentment and hurt, it festers inside of us and it causes stress, which breaks down our body slowly and it breaks down our mind. The more we live in that constant state of stress, whether that's stress from what we're putting into our body or stress from the thoughts that are going on in our mind, it is having a drastic impact on us physically and mentally to the point where we won't feel healthy until we start to unpack some of those things that are going on inside of our mind. If you wake up every day and you hate your body or you have some vendetta against it where you feel like you need to punish it with starving yourself or restricting certain foods or over-exercising, I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't matter what size your body gets to or what you look like, it will never be good enough. Until you change what's going on in your mind and how you see yourself, you will never be good enough. That's a a really terrible place to stay. My grandma, whom I love more than anything else... I mean, that's kind of, I love it. I love multiple people, but I just love her. She is wonderful to me. She has a very disordered relationship with her body. And I look at her at 87 years old, still worrying about her body and what it looks like and how much weight she's gained or lost. or And I just think, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that. I spent so many years of my life just hating my body for looking a certain way and being proud when it was thin and feeling shame when I gained weight. Like, I don't want to live in that bondage anymore because it didn't matter what shape my body was in. I didn't feel healthy. I didn't feel good about myself because my mind wasn't healthy about my body It wasn't until I dealt with a lot of those past hurts and resentment through the help of a therapist. It wasn't on my own. And so much love and support from the people around me. But I worked hard to overcome some of my demons. And let me tell you, it wasn't easy, but it was so worth it. I remember having this revelation one time when I was, how old was I? 22? And I realized that there was so much more to life than thinking about my body or the food that I ate. And that was what I spent every waking moment thinking about was what food did I eat today? What food am I going to eat? How is this going to affect my body? How much exercise am I going to do? What will I have to do in order to burn the food off? That 
when I finally came to this revelation that I didn't have to think about that anymore, I felt so free and like, what am I going to do with all of this free time now? Like I can actually have a life. I can actually have a life because I'm not focused on what I'm eating all the time. It was short-lived at 22. I went right back, but I did have a brief moment of aha insight. And it took a long time to get back to that. But I'm finally in that place too where I am so much more than my body. I'm so much more than the food that I eat. I want to be healthy and I want to eat healthy. But what I eat doesn't define me. My body doesn't define me. And I don't need to feel pride or shame if I gain or lose weight. My body is just my body and I'm going to love it and treat it well no matter what. And until you can get to that place, you're not going to be healthy. You're not healthy if you wake up every single day and the first thoughts that come to your mind when you look at yourself in the mirror is there something wrong with you in some way. You need to get over that. And if you don't know how to get over that, you need to get help in order to get over that because it's not about your body. Here's a little spoiler alert. It's not about your body and it's not about losing weight or the food that you eat. It's about things that have happened to you that you haven't forgiven and let go of. And those are manifesting themselves in different challenges that you have with your body and with food because food and exercise, those things we can control. And so when we feel out of control, we do whatever we can to get that sense of control back. Because human beings don't like to be out of control. No one does. So we use the things that we can control. But that's where a healthy mind really starts in terms of exercise and nutrition. Now on the exercise side, Having that healthy relationship with exercise makes all the difference because it makes exercise stick. When we're engaging in movement that we enjoy for the right reasons, then we never want to stop. But if we're exercising because we're trying to punish our body or we're trying to meet this goal, well, what happens when the goal is met? A lot of people just stop exercising. You want to lose weight to go look good at a wedding? Your wedding, maybe? Well, what happens when your wedding is over? Lots of the time, things just fall right back to where they were because the motives haven't been coming from a good place. So we need to make sure that the reasons we're exercising are also met with the right motives and that we're using exercise in a way to celebrate our body, not to punish our body. And this is where looking at exercise differently is going to matter. The amount of calories that you burn is irrelevant. It doesn't matter if you're moving every single day and you're eating healthy. Don't worry about calories. Don't look at machines and how much calories you burn. Do you know how inaccurate those are? That's a whole nother topic for another episode, but don't worry about that. Just do what makes you feel wonderful and what makes you feel strong and healthy and great. For me, I love running. I've always loved running, so I don't want to overdo it. But when I have the energy, I like to run and I like to run fast. 
that makes me feel so powerful and so free and so wonderful. So I do that a couple times a week. The other things that I like to do are bar workouts or Pilates because it makes me feel graceful and poised and strong and feminine. And those are the things that I like to do. But other people may hate running. Those people shouldn't run. And some people may hate doing bar workouts. You might not even know what a bar workout is. Look it up. Some people might hate doing that kind of stuff. They shouldn't do those exercises then. Do something that makes you feel good. Don't do exercises just because you think you have to because they burn some kind of set number of calories that you feel that you should burn. When it comes to our mental health, I really wanted to touch on the aspect of happiness. Happiness is an interesting thing to strive for and fleeting and varying depending on our emotions during each day. But there's a difference between striving for happiness and striving for contentment. Now, there's nothing wrong with being happy. It's wonderful to be happy, to feel happy. It feels wonderful. But that's not realistic. You're not going to be ecstatic and happy every single day. That's just the human experience. It doesn't mean that you're dealing with depression. You might be, but you would have to talk to your physician to figure that out. But there are going to be down days. And those down days are just fine to go through. There's nothing wrong with you if you have a couple down days. If you have days where you just wake up and you're not happy. Now, if those days last longer and longer and longer and they're few and far between where you are actually feeling a sense of peace and joy and contentment and happiness, then I would talk to someone about that. But striving for happiness is so fleeting. Contentment is really what I like to focus on more because contentment is being okay with where you're at, whether that means you're having a wonderful day or whether you're having a crappy day, you can still find contentment and peace in whatever situation you're in. And this comes from just developing some resilience and a healthy mindset about life, knowing that not every day is going to be great. And when we let go of that need to find happiness in everything we do and just to be content with life, I think being content brings that sense of happiness and joy because contentment isn't dependent on the situation that we're in. We can be content no matter what. That's easier said than done. It's easier to say, yeah, just be content when everything is fine. It may not be awesome, but if it's fine, it's easy to say, yeah, it's easy to be content. But what happens if you're going through an illness? What happens if you're going through strained relationships, a divorce, or breaking up with a friend? What happens if you've lost your job 
like it's not so easy to be content in this in those situations but it sure as hell isn't easy to be happy in those situations i think if we can find contentment in whatever situation we're in it will bring us that sense of emotional well-being and contentment will ultimately bring us peace of mind and when we have peace of mind we feel emotionally healthy. The last part of health that we're going to focus on is our spiritual health. This can sound really woo-woo when I say spiritual because spiritual means different things to different people. Obviously, when I say spiritual health for me, it means my close connection with God, but it also means my connection with other people and my relationships, and the two are intertwined. If I have what I view to be a close personal connection with God, but I don't have love for the people around me, then I don't actually have that close connection with God. And that is so huge in our spiritual health. No matter what you believe in, there is something greater than us. And when we're so self-centered and focused on things that are superficial or just gaining more, just really focused on ourselves, life doesn't actually feel so good. It feels so much better to be connected to something more than just us. When we don't have community or when we feel isolated, when we don't have those close relationships, we don't feel well. Our bodies don't function properly because we're under stress when we feel alone. When we're living in fear and anxiety instead of faith and trust and love and hope, you bet your body is not going to function how you want it to and you're not going to feel your best. But when we live in that state of faith, of trust, of peace, of love, of hope, of connection, we start to feel energy. And that energy isn't dependent necessarily on the food that we've eaten or how how much we've exercised or the sleep that we've got that night. But when you have a meaningful, deep connection with the people around you, with something greater than yourself, for me it's God, it gives you that energy and that whole revitalization that so many of us are searching for in other things. And we think that there's a supplement that will give us the energy that we need or you know, more caffeine or the perfect combination of superfoods and that's what's going to give us energy or, you know, this treatment or vitamin drips. Sometimes the energy that we need just comes from having a really great conversation with someone that you love. Think about, and this is how I like to illustrate this point. Think about a time when you had a crush on someone. It's like so long ago, right? Crush. But think about maybe you're having a down day. You're just like, meh. 
energy is low. And then all of a sudden, you get a phone call, or you get a text message, or you know, back in the day, you get an email, and it's from this person that you have a crush on. What happens in your body? You get energy. All of a sudden, you feel really good. Like you could conquer the world or like go for a run because someone who was of value to you gave you a compliment or paid you attention or gave you love or affection or whatever the case may be. That energy didn't come from eating superfoods or from doing a great workout or from getting a good night's sleep. You could have had a horrible night's sleep, but all of a sudden you feel like you could take on the world. That's a perfect illustration of the energy that we can glean from others and that spiritual connection that we have with other people that aids in the health of our body. When we have strong relationships with the people around us, when we feel that sense of belonging and connection and community, our bodies are in that environment where they have a greater potential to thrive. Because when we're in those relationships, we have that sense of love. And that sense of love brings our stress response down. If you feel loved, like you belong, then you don't feel stressed out. And when we're in a state of stress, we already know on a physiological level that our body does not function well. Our digestion is impaired. Our reproductive system is impaired. Our hormones change. Our breathing changes. Our heart rate changes. All of these things happen in our body when we're living in stress. So if we're in a state of love or faith or trust, whether you're trusting God to come through for you for something or trusting that this relationship is going to work out, like we lower the stress response in our body and our body then becomes an arena to thrive because we're not imposing that stress on it from that lack of community. I really believe that our spiritual health grows when we have a connection with something greater than ourselves. Our spiritual health grows when we seek something beyond ourselves. We live in a culture that is so self-centered, it's so superficial, it's so self-seeking, and people are miserable. Like, we're so miserable, we're unhappy. I remember watching this documentary called Happy and it really dawned on me. Um, if you've ever seen the documentary, it's on Netflix. Check it out. Shout out to the documentary Happy. But they looked at people in the slums of India and they were happy because a they had their basic needs met and all we really need is to have our basic needs met. And sure, it may not have been fancy basic needs, like they may have been living in a shack, but they had a roof over their head. But one of the biggest things that they had was family and they had community. And then they looked at people in Asia, Asian cultures who work 
to death, to the point of death. I forget what the term is, but it's where they work so hard that they die. They collapse of exhaustion and they die. And they may have money and they may have so much more than other people, but they're miserable. And I just think, what is all of that worth? What is that worth? If we don't have peace of mind, health in our body, close relationships, but we have all the money in the world, all the clothes, all the handbags, all the fancy cars and vacations, what is it all worth? To me, that is not a life well lived. That is not going to bring you fulfillment. What's really going to bring you fulfillment is those close, meaningful relationships and they can't be bought. They can't be bought. They have to be fostered. And then in this age of social media, we have become antisocial because we are on our friggin' phones all the time. We're looking down. We're not looking around us. We're not seeing the people that are all around us that have needs that we can meet, that that can meet the needs that we have because we're so busy, focused on ourselves and looking down and looking at our own lives and not caring about anything else. It's not a life well lived. And I think the more that we stay in that self-centered place, the more unhappy we're going to become and the unhealthier we're going to be, whether that's physically or mentally. I don't know how it will manifest itself, but it will manifest itself somehow. So my challenge for you in that, because I mean, I could go on and on about that, but that's going to look different for everyone as well. And those close, meaningful connections and letting your guard down and being vulnerable and having faith in humanity again and just focusing on something other than your own life. Like there's so much more to focus on than just you. And when we do, it's amazing how our needs get met by others when we're not so selfish. And that really makes us feel healthy too. When we've been able to do something for someone, think about how good you feel, how much energy you have, and how much healthier you feel in your mind when you've helped someone else out or when you've had a meaningful connection. So those are the three areas of health, the physical aspect, the emotional or mental aspect, and then that spiritual aspect and really focusing on connection, connection with God, connection with other people, whatever that looks like for you, it's more than just you. And when all of those areas are tended to and not being obsessive about it, but just really focusing and bringing back that self-awareness, I think then we can feel really healthy and we want to be healthier and we want to do more and be more and be better versions of ourselves. And what could be wrong with that? Health is so much more than just what we see on the outside, but it's really what's going on on the inside that aids to our health in so many ways. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel on iTunes 
and please leave me a review so we can get this message of better health out there. Have a great day and remember, you are powerful over your health.